Hello, welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching your almost daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylus. Today's news and updates is all about the Ethereum post-merge reality. Ethereum has successfully transitioned to energy-efficient consensus protocols. A day later, the head of the SEC hints that proof-of-stake may make Ethereum a security. Hashtag not good for ETH. And the crypto world is arguing over whether ETH just became a centralized system because of staking pools. What does all this mean? Not to worry, I'll explain it all. But first, if you like or don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. Uh, please like, subscribe, follow. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. And don't forget, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links below to do your own research. All right. So, for all of you who have missed it, Ethereum just completed the most anticipated update in crypto history to date. It is being called the merge. The merge is the transition from the proof-of-work protocols to the proof-of-stake consensus protocols. So, why do you care? Well, if you are new to this space, you probably have heard the argument that crypto is killing the planet. When you hear this, you are hearing about cryptocurrencies that run on the proof-of-work consensus protocol. This is the technical aspect of validating transactions and securing the network. Bitcoin is the most notable proof-of-work cryptocurrency. Up until a few days ago, so was Ethereum. The other proof-of-work cryptos are much less significant in energy usage. For example, Dogecoin is the next largest cryptocurrency by market cap, and its trading volume is 0.87% of the trading volume of Bitcoin. Needless to say, Ethereum no longer being proof of work has significantly reduced the energy consumption of cryptocurrencies. As a matter of fact, co-founder of Ethereum said that this transition has lowered energy consumption around the world by 0.2%. <coughs> this is argued to not be completely accurate because of the Ethereum miners who used to run the proof of work Ethereum now may be using the machines for other coins. This said, there is little doubt that those projects will die out and the new proof-of-stake Ethereum, which consumes 99% less energy, will be the last one standing and the major adopter. Okay, so let's jump into more details. So now that we got the little background here, I'm going to share my screen. If you're listening on podcast, please uh, use the links below and follow on or just listen up and I'll explain everything all right author hannah miller reports for bloomberg the merge was a success crypto still has problems this author discussed discussed how the transition to proof of stake could have been filled with bugs and crashed digital asset prices everywhere a lot of people myself included thought this was going to be postponed to for the umpteenth time and become a nothing burger but like the author here states, it was seamless, just like an iPhone update. Okay, so Ethereum has has merged and it was successful. It is now proof of stake. It's saving the planet by not using as much energy. Not that that is actually an accurate argument, but that's not the point of this episode. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit from this article here. There we go. Okay. Before the merge, creating Ethereum tokens required an energy-intensive process called proof-of-work. That meant using massive amounts of computing power to solve complex mathematical problems in order to add transactions to the blockchain. Now, Ethereum has switched to a more eco-friendly method known as proof-of-stake.
In this model, users lock up their ether in a pool through a process known as staking. They are then randomly selected to validate transactions. This new process is supposed to reduce Ethereum's electricity usage by 99%, saving an amount almost equivalent to the annual energy consumption of New Zealand. So I think that that's uh, pretty straightforward and uh, doesn't require much explanation. Proof of work is the high energy consuming protocols. What I'm talking about protocols is somebody has to be responsible is has to take the responsibility. An individual has to take responsibility to validate all of the transactions for a certain block. Each block contains a certain amount of transactions. It depends on the on the cryptocurrency blockchain on the network. Uh, what, how many transactions are in each blockchain or how much data can be held in each block. I'm sorry, on each block. So in order to be the one that processes all the transactions in the block, in the block, you have to, in proof of work, solve a mathematical equation. The first person who solves a mathematical equation, they win the reward of, of mining that one block. And what that means is that all the transactions that are coming in, they're going to record them and put them into the block. And they're also going to validate the transactions, making sure that, that uh, these transactions are legitimate by looking at the public blockchain across all the other computers on the network. So they go in and say, oh, this transaction's valid because I see that this transaction has been recorded and as such. Uh, on the blockchain by looking at other people's uh, computers. So, you know, it's a bunch of computers that are together on one network and they share this public ledger and one person gets selected each block to validate those the incoming transactions by comparing it to the distributed ledger across all the other computers. All right. So you have two layers. You have the, you have the, um, the validation portion and you have the security portion. So the security portion and proof of work is... You prevent bad actors by requiring high high energy consumption, and the more people on the network, the more energy is required to win a win that reward and hit that mathematical puzzle. So, so basically, the more people on it, the harder it gets to take over the network. That keeps it secure by preventing bad actors. Now, in proof of stake. People put their money up and they punish bad actors. You can't prevent it. You punish it. So you punish them by taking away their stakes. So you have to put up a certain amount of, of, of Ethereum in this case. And you can either, and if you get selected to validate the transactions and record them in the block, then then you you earn the transaction fees on on that on each of those transactions. Now, if you if you try to put in a illegitimate transaction and cheat then when you you will get discovered because all the other distributed ledgers will say no that's not a valid transaction and then your money will be taken so it punishes bad actors all right so anyway let's keep going on uh this author continues on to question whether bitcoin will be pressured to transition to proof of stake as well but they quickly say that this will be met with resistance i personally do not believe this will ever happen do you do you ever think that bitcoin will change to proof of stake now there's a lot of talk and conversation about proof of stake versus proof of work. I'm next video I do is going to be on that. Okay. So 
Leave a comment below if you think Bitcoin will ever become proof of stake. Now, this does present hurdles. First of all, if you've been watching my channel or paying attention to the space, the White House just released a report and is receiving many others that point out and emphasize the amount of energy that proof of work takes. So we will have to see what happens here. Most likely, there will be some sort of regulation of carbon emissions or the types of energy they use, but I don't know. I don't think a ban is going to happen. Uh, but we but we'll see. Who knows? I mean, that's the biggest risk of Bitcoin is that it is high energy consuming. But the reality is it's the only one that's in the green and in the clear of crypto regulation. And I'm going to and this is kind of where we're going. We're going into right now. So how do you think Bitcoin's proof of work mining will be regulated when it comes to their energy consumption? Leave a comment below. OK, back to Ethereum proof of stake. To conclude on what the proof of stake means for ETH as a cryptocurrency and the underlying technology, this merge does nothing notable to the speed of transactions, nor does it lower the astronomical fees people pay. This author even discusses the first NFT minted on the new proof of stake Ethereum that cost $60,000 in fees. So the proof of stake really just changes the energy consumption. But there may be some other issues to worry about now. There is the question of regulations and centralization. Let's start with regulation. All right. Bom, bom, bom. Okay, author Lydia Bayoud reports for Bloomberg. SEC Chair Gensler raises concerns over staking model on Ethereum. The SEC chief declines to discuss any token specifically, and Ether's blockchain now using proof of stake for transactions. Okay, so the this author tells us that a day after the merge, the chair of the SEC came out and he questioned whether proof of stake makes a cryptocurrency a security. So Gary Gensler is the head of the SEC. He's like the cop on the beat trying to rein in the Wild West to cryptocurrency. And he's saying now he did, comes out a day after Ethereum moves from proof of work to proof of stake. And now he's saying, hmm, does proof of stake sound kind of like a security? Now, if you're new to the channel or this space, the SEC wants to regulate crypto. They regulate securities. The head of the SEC says most crypto, most cryptos are securities. And many believe that Bitcoin and Ethereum were not securities and therefore safe from regulation and screening from the SEC based on the previous SEC's public statements. So if crypto is not a security, it is a commodity. Now, Commodities are regulated by the CFTC, or Commodities Futures Trading Commission. This is a favorable, favorable regulator due to the lack or need for disclosures and regulations to the public. And it costs more money to register with the SEC. But based on my research, it's not really that much money. So I guess it's the paperwork that you have to put together and the cost of, of that. Um, okay, so long story short, if crypto is deemed a security, the exchanges who are not registered with the SEC, remember, Securities Exchange Commission, will be forced to delist those cryptos. So if Ethereum, if proof of stake or Ethereum is become a security it has to the coinbase has to delist it if they don't they're going to get sued by the sec this means their price will drop then the development on them and their growth will come to a screeching halt or at least slow down significantly so all the developers building on this blockchain may just be like ah oh, maybe my time has been better spent somewhere else 
Now, with Ethereum, I think that'd be hard considering how large it is. It is mo the biggest, largest network on the planet because it has all the applications built on it that the likes of Starbucks and Mercedes-Benz and Disney. And I just heard of another one that I had forgotten about that was building on it. Oh, DraftKings. And they're building the, all these people are building on 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 Polygonmatic and that's on Ethereum. And that's not that's not all that's on Ethereum. So anyway, uh I'm just telling you that if a secure if a crypto is deemed a security, the exchanges will delist them. The likelihood that they don't lead to list them is delist them is low. And we know this based on previous previous issues with the SEC and a crypto company, XRP Ripple, which is about to we're about to hear summary judgment on whether they are security or commodities. So all this stuff is like building up quick here. So we don't. So we don't want to see this happen, really. We don't want to see cryptos being called a security, uh, even though it probably needs to be in the case of most securities. Uh, most cryptocurrencies, sorry, most cryptocurrencies, in my opinion, are securities, actually. I actually do agree with Gary Gensler. I just think that I don't think that we necessarily need to apply the same rules because these cryptocurrencies eventually over time will most likely become commodities through decentralization and development of the network. And since no security on the planet can become a commodity, then that means that we should probably have a separate set of rules for this thing that starts off looking like a security and becomes a commodity. Anyway, I'm getting kind of nerdy on you and getting in the weeds here. So back to the story. Gary Gensler, this is all important because like the more regulation, the the tougher it is for cryptocurrency. However, at the same time, as long as regulation that comes out is favorable for development, then we will see this space continue to grow. However, if it's too too hampering to innovation and startups and development, then it could really hurt the industry. Uh, so, so this is all really important stuff. You know, no one knows if these rules becoming crypto becoming a security will be bad. It's just that the industry doesn't like it. And so what does that really mean? But at the end of the day, we know that the market moves on psychology and most likely when and when cryptocurrencies become called a security, uh, there's going to be very negative moves in that cryptocurrency. OK, anyway, back to the story. Gary Gensler comes out a day after the transition, starts waving the is PO proof of stake a security or not? It's like, hmm, is proof of is it a proof of is is proof of stake a security? I don't know. Maybe it is. Well, I have a short clip here from the head of FTX.us and who is one of the major regulated exchanges in the USA. Let's hear what they have to say. The staking and proof of stake networks are a huge part of the crypto ecosystem. And while it's extremely significant that Ethereum has finally moved to proof of stake, it's certainly not the first. And in fact, most other popular blockchains, you know, other than Bitcoin, are already on a proof of stake system. They already have this validator set up where by staking a certain amount of the token in the network, you are guaranteed some amount of the fees from the transaction and you know block validation rewards. And so we're sort of already very long this problem as an industry. What we hope to see is you know, regulatory clarity and continued productive discussions with the SEC. They've been opening oh, very open discussing with us and many other industry players about the possibility of offering some of these services in the future uh, or even presently. And, and hopefully with you know, a lot of uh, movement in Congress, you know, whether it's the DCCPA or 
you know, other uh, bills that are that are floating around right now that will start to get better clarity over different crypto products, whether they're considered securities or not, whether there are clear paths to registration for different kinds of either crypto lending or crypto staking activities. And that will be able to, you know, properly register these kinds of uh, investment vehicles if they are ones or make sure that they're not and that they could be considered, you know, non-securities and therefore offered by exchanges such as ourselves easily. Okay, so if you listen to what he just said, he's saying that they want to get products, they call them products, registered if they need to be a security. And if they're not, need to know how we're going to make sure that we know that they're not a security and then we can list them on our exchange. That's an interesting statement because uh, he didn't say we are as we're going to register our exchange with the SEC. He's saying we're going to list non-securities, but also understand how to get securities registered. So that's interesting. So I don't know if he's saying he's not going to list they're not going to list them if they're securities or if he's saying we can list commodities. So come on over if you're a commodity, but we can't really say whether you're a commodity because the SEC hasn't given us the clarity to determine whether you're a commodity. So we're kind of just guessing here. And if you're a security, then we want to get you registered. That's what I hear him saying. So what are your thoughts so far? Well, I've just been I have been just setting it all up for you. Uh, so. So like that's all the background information. So now we're gonna get into the to the to more into the story. Okay, um, let's dive into what's developing right now. All right, let me just see here. Uh, okay. I mean, sorry, I had an article up. If you're listening on podcast, you're like, what the heck is going on? I had an article up that was not the article that I wanted to read. Yeah, this is it. Okay, so author Eduardo Prospero reports for Bitcoinist.com. Post-merge question from the SEC. Is ETH under proof of stake a security? So let's drive down here. Uh, years ago, the SEC said that Ethereum is a commodity and not a security. The, ex the changes were substantial, however. ETH is a whole different animal post-merge. Does the Securities and Exchange Commission's chairman, Gary Gensler, see it as a target? Or are people reading too much into his words? Interesting. So what did Chairman Gary Gensler say about a post-merge Ethereum? So he just recently came out and says, which I've been telling you, from this coin's perspective, that's another indica, indica that under the Howie test, the investing public is anticipating profits based on the efforts of others. So I think that's interesting. Um, so what does that mean? What the, This is kind of referring to what, it's called the Howie test. So what is the Howie test? According to Investopedia, the Howie test refers to four criteria to determine whether an investment contract exists. The Supreme Court established them by ruling in SEC versus W.J. Howie Co. in 1946. The criteria are an investment of money in a common enterprise with the expectation of profit to be derived from the efforts of others. So what is he talk was he talking about Ethereum when he making these statements? And is it is it falling into these these 
parameters. Uh, what do you think? Leave a comment below. And uh, I'm going to keep moving on here. So according to strategy advisor at Van Eck, Gabe, Gabor Gorbax, he says that the SEC chair says system used by Ethereum following software update could trigger securities laws, literally published on day one of the fork or merge. I have been saying this for over six years that proof of work to proof of stake transitions can draw regulatory attention. To be clear, I am not saying that ETH is necessarily a security because of its proof model, but regulators do talk about staking in the context of dividends, which if one feature of what security laws call a common enterprise. There are other factors in the Howey test too. Okay, so... Uh, what is he saying about all this? So we have a debate, basically. Um, so let's move on to the next article to continue our understanding of this. We're going to kind of like wrap this up. And I feel like after this episode, uh, especially if you've been listening in the past, you're really going to like have a pretty strong grasp over the regulatory fight that we have here, which is all like a, a, a negative risk factor for you if it. Like if I have crypto, if I own cryptocurrency and it becomes listed as security, I'm going to lose a lot of money there. So uh, I think that that's what this is important. And it also could hinder uh, development in this space. You could see a lot of uh, people who are considering building products or tapping into 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 crypto and Web3 like Starbucks just did. And um and Mercedes-Benz have done, and Disney, and NFL, and NBA, and DraftKings, and all these people are getting into it, they might be like, I gotta get away from this space, you know? So anyway, let's keep moving on. Let me know what you think about this line of thought. Do you think that, you know, do you doubt or question my line of thought? I'd like to hear from you. All right. Author, again, Eduardo Prospero reports for Bitcoinist, again, uh, in an article titled Coin Center Chips In, is a proof-of-stake Ethereum suddenly a security? So let's just jump down real quick here. So um, so who's Coin Center? The, coin, the organization defines itself as the leading nonprofit research and advocacy center focused on the public policy issues facing cryptocurrency and decentralized computing technologies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the like. Coin Center's article, Does the Merge Change How Ethereum is Regulated, tackles the issue at hand. <clears throat> so Coin Center thinks that mining and validating are basically the same. And uh, so let's go down here. Let's see here. Sorry, I'm just trying to find my next little thing. Okay, so... Coin Center is a think tank and they are involved in bringing advising in anything from like members of Congress to lawsuits, people suing uh, in the name of crypto. So let's keep going on here. Um, it says that Coin Center thinks that mining and validating are basically the same. So so. He's, they're trying to say that it doesn't matter if it's proof of stake or proof of work. They're saying the economic realities of validating a chain through mining and validating. Sorry, let me re restart that. The economic realities of validating a, validating a chain through mining and validating a chain through staking are similar. I don't know what the hell <laughs> that statement means. But anyway, they're saying 
when you process the transactions through validators uh, in a proof of stake system through validators in a mining system, they're the similar. In both cases, validators are an open set of participants and the only precondition to participation is provably suffering some cost. In proof of work, that cost is energy and computing resources. In proof of stake, it is the time value of money. For example, the opportunity cost of holding an asset needed for staking rather than spending it. So they're saying proof of stake, you got to buy a bunch of machines, you got to pay for the electricity. Uh, so that costs money. And in proof of stake, you need you need to lock up your money, meaning you can't put it anywhere else. So like the value of your money could go down with Ethereum going down and the, and what, I mean, I guess you're still earning a pretty steady return of around 4% right now. I don't even know if that number goes up or not. I'm going to have to look into that and get back to you. Like, is it, is it just a long-term 4% and then you're in expecting a capital, a capital appreciation plus interest. And that's the incentive to staking your coins. Anyway, um, so either way, you got to spend a bunch of money. Okay, so kind of moving on here, it's saying, I'm not saying that ETH is necessarily security because of its proof model. Oh, we already read that. That was from last thing. So we're like having all these people debating whether or not proof of work versus proof of stake, one is a security and one is not. Is that or does that have anything to do with it? And then it says here, Coin Center doesn't think that profits derive from the efforts of others. And here's a quote from them. Central to cl classification as a security is ongoing reliance for profits derived primarily from the efforts of others. Both consensus mechanisms are explicitly designed to avoid any such reliance by creating an open competition among strangers, wherein any self-interested participant can and will fill the gap left by any other unresponsive, corrupt, or consensus participant. Man, they are legit at writing. It's like so good writing. So let me explain what it means because it's it could be a little wordy and confusing. So basically, here we go. Central to classification as security is ongoing. Um, okay, they're saying, okay, so basically uh, to be a security, you have to have a reliance for profits by the efforts of others and it has to be ongoing right not just like one time build so it has to be an ongoing reliance for profits of others but and it says let's see design no strangers so then then they're saying and either both proof of work and proof of stake create competition amongst a bunch of people who are strangers and that means that any self-interest is negated because somebody else will come online and fill the gap of the person who is involved in this consensus. So that's really interesting. So basically, um, you're not, it's not really an effort of others because people's self-interest, their ability to impact the the network or 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 be impacted by an individual is basically moot because whether you're on or off someone's going to be competing with you to be the one that validates the transaction or that gets the mining reward so if that doesn't make any sense don't worry i'm going to explain more about proof of work proof of stake okay so just to like keep with time here i'm going to keep moving on uh let's see 
It says that might be true, but what about the effort of all the companies and developers working on Ethereum platform? They provide value that translates into profits and people buying Ethereum are investing in them in a way. So this is just more arguments why Ethereum is proof of stake and why it makes sense that it is um, it is security. So I'm going to kind of let's scroll down here. Uh, anyway, so it goes on and on and making their argument why they are not a are, are not a um a security. I would love to hear from you what your thoughts are on this. Does it sound like cryptocurrency in any of these forms is a security? What cryptos do you think are more like securities? I mean, which cryptos rely on the founders and builders of the blockchain to be successful? The author goes on to say Coin Center sees decentralized cryptos as commodities. And therein lies the next and final topic of the day, centralization versus decentralization. Is the proof of stake move making Ethereum more centralized? Meaning, can a small group of people, groups, companies, banks, or countries take over the network and control the secure control the currency? So let's move on to our last piece here. I'm going to try to wrap this up quickly as I know I've been I'm running over here. Author Jin-Yi Luo, sorry, Jin-Yi Lu reports for Coindesk, Ethereum already showing signs of increased centralization. In hours following the merge, just two platforms added over 40% of the network's blocks. Okay, so I'm going to read a couple paragraphs here for you. In the hours following Ethereum's long-awaited merge on Thursday, over 40% of the network's blocks were added by just two entities, Coinbase and Lido. The shift from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake has frame, was framed by developers as a way to defeat centralization on the second-largest blockchain network by making it harder for individuals, entities, to tamper with the Ethereum ledger. But early signs of network consolidation have raised concerns that those hopes may not come to pass. Out of the last 1,000 blocks, 420 have been built by just Lido and Coinbase. So, says some... Got somebody from an Ethereum infrastructure company. So, all right. So what they're saying here is like, basically proof of stake is basically like our current financial system because only a few people control the majority. And, and that's a big, big debate in the space. Uh, so I would love to hear what your thoughts are on that. Go for it. Uh, I'm just going to keep moving on. It says that Lido is a community-led staking collective and Coinbase is the world's third largest crypto exchange. And they own 27.5% and 14.5% of the network stake, respectively, making up 40 the big concern is over censorship due to these large groups controlling so much of the network. They become susceptible to government rules and regulations. Is this good? Is this bad? Sounds like for now, the only positive news here is that ETH is not an energy guzzler anymore. Other than that, it sounds like the SEC is gunning for it. Sounds like exchanges that help with staking and listing of Ethereum are now going to be subject to more scrutiny. And ETH may have just started the process of transitioning into becoming more like our current financial system. You know what I think if you have been listening? I think that figuring out this friction of crypto and government, we will see the adoption of and rise in price of all relevant crypto. Then we can begin the real transition at full speed to Web3. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. 
please let me know. I cannot wait to hear. And tomorrow or the next time, next video, I will be talking about proof of work versus proof of stake and in-depth comparison between them. All right. I look forward to talking to you, hearing from you. Hoddle on.